Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast, brought to you by TournamentPokerEdge.com, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to tournament poker strategy. And now, here are your hosts, Ron Fezbuddy and Killingbird. Welcome to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Killing Bird and Ron Fez Buddy here with you as always. How you doing today, sir? Doing good. How you been? Doing good. Just, uh, you know, it's the new year, so happy new year to all of our listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, how has your winter been so far? It's been great, man. The weather down here has been amazing. Yeah. We've had like one day where I walked outside and said, damn, it's cold, and I went back inside. Yeah, but it's been the same in New York. It's been pretty awesome winter. It's been pretty awesome. We had snow one day recently. That was the day mm-hmm. you needed me to go to the post office to pick some stuff up from TPE, and I know that <laughs> you've been waiting for me to do that, so sorry. I'm the worst, by the way. Everyone should know I'm the worst at things like that. I know Derek hates me secretly for it, because <laughs> he goes to the post office for some reason every day. There's no, yeah, there's no secret about it. <laughs> I'm very unsecretive about that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it's been been fantastic here. Have you been uh, playing much lately? I actually have not. I, I've been taking a considerable amount of time off. It's kind of, I don't know, I, I had like, I don't know, I don't know if it was, if it coincided with the new year for some reason, or if I actually did, like made some like mental resolution or what, but um, I found myself incredibly passionate about TPE right now. Same thing here. And, yeah, and, and less so about playing. Yeah. And it's not that I don't love playing. I still I still do very much. Yeah. Um, but there's so much going on with TPE yeah. And you know, and we're obviously not going to bore people to death with all the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on. But there's very cool things happening in TPE land, yep. and um, and I've just been really stoked about it. I've been spending an, an immense amount of time, as of you and everybody else who, who works on the site, um, you know, working on those projects. And I've found that to kind of be my passion for the last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, same exact thing here. And I think we you know we don't want to get too much into the plans and what's going on, but I think what we're what we're working on, what I can at least you know give a hint to is. We have a lot of content now, right? We just have a lot of stuff. We, we've, you know, we've been around for two years almost at this point. We've got 450 videos. We have a forum full of threads, and we have tons of articles. And so we now need to start, I think, look at how do we organize that information better? How do we make it easier for people to find you know, where to start, uh, where to go once you've been around for a while? So we're working on some ideas for that. Um, yeah. I guess that's the best I could say. Give, a, give enough information without without committing to anything. Uh, right, right. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just really optimistic about poker so, in 2012. Yeah, and when I say too. poker, I don't mean like I'm going to win the main event. I mean more like I feel like things are really going to move on regulation. You know, it doesn't mean Americans are going to be playing on stars by the end of the year, but I just feel like there's going to be a lot of movement in that area. Um, and I, you know, obviously that means big things for TPE right. and, and better better content yeah. and more videos and more pros and. Um, and infra- so, uh, yeah, so I've just been really focused on and that. And infrastructure, too. So, you know, a lot of stuff that you guys won't notice from, you know, really watching videos or, you know, seeing the site, but a lot of, a lot of stuff in the back end that we're, we're getting ready for, you know, growth and all that stuff. So, yeah, I agree with you. I'm super psyched. I spent a lot of time working on, you know, site stuff. Uh, it's just been fun. So I haven't been playing as much either um, for that reason. But yeah. we're now with this uh, Poker Maximus series coming to merge, I think uh, – we're gonna have to put some time in, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to get myself prepped and ready for that. And it's cool because it starts in early March and, and we've got a little bit of time. You want to explain before. what that what that is for those who don't know? Yeah, it's basically the new, you know, it, it's sort of the F-Tops or WCOOP of the merged network. So whether, you know, whether you play on Lock or Carbon or any you know, any of those other sites, I guess, uh, like RPM, and uh, there's a bunch of them. But if you play on any of those sites, you'll have an opportunity to play in this series. Right. And um and what's cool about it is it looks like there's a ton of different buy-in levels. So, I mean, we obviously have members who play, you know, $3 tournaments, and we have members who play, you know, the Sunday Million every weekend. Right. Um, I feel like there's something in this series for everybody. So if you haven't checked it out, um, you know, head over to TPE. There's a post in the forum about it or just, you know, Google it or whatever. But it's Poker Maximus, and uh, it looks like a very, very, very cool series. And, like, if you're outside the United States listening to this, you might not realize how much that's missed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, obviously, a lot of people are still playing on sites like Lock and stuff, but but man, I, man, when, when things like T Coop came along and W Coop and things like that, and not being able to play in those series, it's just it's so so frustrating. It makes you miss those days so much. Yep. So it, a little glimmer of that in the uh, in the Poker Maximus series for us Americans. Speaking of series, um, we should let everyone know if you didn't hear by now, uh, our very own. TPE Pro Brendor won the first event of the Aussie Millions for a couple hundred thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a huge I think event. two hundred k even. So yeah. yeah, it was like three three starting days. I think three starting days. Yeah, eleven hundred dollar buy-in. A couple thousand people, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. I forget how yeah. many, but a lot. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Yeah, I'm actually not sure how many, but actually probably was a thousand, I guess, because you get about twenty percent. Uh, yeah, it must have been based on that first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to to Brendor. Um, he is in process of transferring another series to us, so that should be nice. up soon. Um, and we're gonna have him on sometime soon to talk about the the win and uh, and his his videos because uh, he's very popular new pro. Um, really excited for him. So that's that's a you know congratulations, Brendor. Good to see. Yeah, TP Pro's crushing it <laughs> all over the place. I mean, really, how many people yeah. do we have either final tabling or winning the 100K recently? I know <laughs> it's crazy. Really good, really, really fun to see. Yeah, it's been fun to watch, and I know that uh, I know that Ben Warrington, who's another one of our another one of our pros, and Casey recently final tabled uh, like what was it, 100 rebuy or something together. Uh, I don't think so. Ben Ben finished 11th, but. Um, I guess we're peeking ahead a little bit to what's what's coming up at TPE, but um, they Ben finished 11th and Casey final table. Then I think he got that's right. But they were at the same table for a long time, and they both were recording live. And so um, I have both video sets, and what I'm going to attempt to do, and once again, I'm not going to make any promises because these things can be complicated and maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but what I'm going to attempt to do with that video series is. Run them as individual series up until they're at the same table, and then combine them and do sort of hand after hand. Uh, right. You know, first Casey's view, then Ben's view, and they got into a lot of pots together. And nice. Casey will tell you that he thinks Ben was amazing. And, and really, uh, yeah. What I'd like to do is bring them both on when that series runs to talk about it. Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, because I think they had a lot of really dynamic play, and, and Casey was raving about, about Ben's play there. So um, so what I'm going to try to do is sort of do you know, per- different perspectives on each hand, even the hands they're not involved in, just, you know, that they, or they're not against each other even, just sort of you know, get both views, um, right. hand, which could be a pretty cool series. So yeah, yeah so that is uh, on tap 
coming up. Nice. I, I think that's one of the things that has me so excited about the site right now is that the the members' reaction to some of these new pros has been so great. Yeah. Like to Daryl's theory stuff, you know, to to Ben and, and Brendor's series. People are really yeah. stoked about the videos, and, and that gets us stoked. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you go to the videos page and just look at the reviews, uh, you'll see a bunch of 9.8s, 9.9s, 9.7s, 9.4s. It's, these guys are really good. They're really good. Yeah. Speakers. And on you know, and on that note, if if anybody out there who who is a member, or even if you're not, and you just want to give us some feedback, we uh, we always appreciate that. So you can always drop us a line, support at tournamentpokeredge.com. Yep. We'd love to hear your feedback, and if you have suggestions for series or anything at all, drop us a line, let us know. And we should have a survey going out in the next couple of days, right? Yep, yep, it'll go out before the end of the week for sure. And uh, so that'll go to all new and even past members. To get some feedback from you guys, and what what what's the prize? I, forget. I think we're gonna give away uh, a three month membership. Either three month membership, some some sort of time for free on the site. Yeah. So, cool. um, and it, it takes literally, you know, I don't Tem- know actually, minutes, the survey program tells you how long it takes, and it said to nine minute nine minute estimated completion time for the survey. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so not not a whole lot of work to put yep. in for. Uh, and you give us give work. us your feedback, and then uh, and then that helps us make the site better. You know, we're always we we want to be a customer a development company. <laughs> right. We pride ourselves on that, and I think uh, I think people feel that about us. So just you know, we take good and bad criticism. We're happy to. Anyway, yeah, enough about us. Enough about us. What are we talking about? Yeah, today? exactly. Uh, well, we're gonna do a little bit of strategy. Uh, we're gonna bring in. Big Dog Pocket Fives and dog. Mark Aliotto, AZN all in 007. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, these guys are always a handful when we get them in the same room, although we're not technically in the same room, but uh, it, it should be an interesting conversation, not only because they have a great dynamic and, and obviously are great players in their own rights, but um, they love to rip each other apart. So <laughs> I am going to assume we're going to get the parental advisory label on iTunes this week. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'll be editing for 45 yeah. hours <laughs> trying to get all of the curse words out. Right. So, Start uh, your ears. Remember, we're all friends. Um, <laughs> we, we we do like each other. <laughs> so no matter what's said in the next hour. <laughs> yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we do indeed love each other. So, yeah. So we, we just we pulled a few hands from the forum, some ones that were you know popular and, and talked about hands. And, uh, and we're going to have the guys kind of go over those and, and give some feedback. Yeah, I like and those I like those hands because um you know, it's the it, there's a lot of times where it's it actually stumps the pros because things are done that they wouldn't have done. Right. <laughs> so it's interesting to hear, you know, what they what they have to say about those hands. Yeah, it makes it challenging and and I and I hope that it's a value for all yep. the listeners out there too. I mean and and especially the people whose whose hands are are analyzed. Obviously, we want them to benefit from it yeah. the most. Well, I'll so. tell you um you know, it's not easy to be criticized sometimes. Uh God knows I know that <laughs> from some of my stick it to the man videos, but <laughs> but nothing has made me a better player than the criticism from great players. Like strict, harsh Real criticism, um, without pulling any punches. So I'm not sure what we're gonna yeah. get in a couple of minutes, but <laughs> prepare yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Well, we'll just uh, I guess we'll just jump right into it. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with Big Dog and Mark and we'll talk some strategy. All right. Cool. Be right back.
tiers. This is Casey Big Dog Pocket Fives Jarzevic from TournamentPokerEdge.com. If you've been looking for a trading site dedicated exclusively to tournament poker, then look no further. Tournament Poker Edge is only $23.95 per month with no initial sign-up fee and we post a new training video every weekday. You also find poker-related articles, blogs, and very active strategy forums. We even offer you the ability to upload your own video for others to discuss. So head on over to TournamentPokerEdge.com and find out why it's quickly becoming the destination for tournament poker players looking to take their game to the next level. TournamentPokerEdge.com Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Time to bring in the pros for today's episode. Casey Big Dog Pocket Fives Jarzebek and Mark Aliotto. What's up, gentlemen? Hey. What's up? How are we doing today? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Fonzie. <laughs> hey. Very special guest Fonzie on the phone. Hey. <laughs> well, when we were at the TPE house, it was impossible again to say he's sorry. What was that? What should I have been sorry for? <laughs> KB, insert a bomb dropping for that bomb of a joke. <laughs> that just I wish I had that sound effect. <laughs> I would. Don't you guys remember I... Happy Days? Fonzie couldn't say he was sorry. No. Uh, <laughs> see, you're like 60. <laughs> so you you remember Happy Days? The rest of us <laughs> You are... Aren't you older than me? Easy. <laughs> I'm sure most of the people who listen to the podcast don't even have no idea what we're, what we're talking about. What's Happy yeah. Days? <laughs> Who's Fonzie? <laughs> uh, oh, Look, at even Mark doesn't know. He yeah, knows. Mark's like... like no, uh-huh, I mean... Uh-huh, I've, uh-huh. I've never seen it. I know he wears a leather jacket. Mark over there at 29 is like, yeah, it's Fonzie who? No, he wears the leather jacket, right? Hey! He's that guy. So anyway, thank you very much for uh, for joining us for today's podcast. I guess we should begin by congratulating you, Casey, on the birth of your son. Hey! Hey, very big news. Congratulations on that. Well, thank you very much. Little dog, pocket fives. Yeah, exciting time. Eric was born December 18th. It was uh, quite an experience, and uh, yeah, happy to have him on board. Very nice. Are you finding that that has changed your uh, your ability to grind, or is it kind of like actually balanced you out a little bit to maybe where you're actually uh, more I mean, peaceful? I mean, he's a great baby. Like, he really doesn't cry much at all. He's generally pretty happy. He has a huge pain tolerance. He got a needle. He doesn't cry. He got circumcised, didn't cry. I mean, he's just like, I don't know why that's funny, but. <laughs> like, I think it might be because his hammer was so big that he just. <laughs> no, but he's just a great baby. That's awesome. Yeah. What, Very about cool. the hammer or about the fact that he's... <laughs> A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> I'm sure he'll make some woman very happy someday. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and Mark, what have you uh what have you been up to these days? Um, just grind mode, standard. Just grinding a lot. Uh, little oh, MTPs. <laughs> been up to about five foot six or so. <laughs> <laughs> Should have known that was coming. Yeah. Alright, I can take it. 
I had my worst month last month. Shit like 11,000. Uh, but best month before that, so just coasting through variants. Yep. Hey. Cool. And uh, speaking of uh, of getting the grind on, I just actually posted on the site today that uh, that they announced the uh, events for Poker Maximus, the Lock Poker series Ooh. that's coming up. Uh, it's up in the forum, so everybody can go over there and check it out. But it looks like a pretty good, uh, a pretty good schedule. I don't know if you guys have all had a chance to kind of dig through it, but um, tons of events. I mean, literally from one dollar rebuys up to a five hundred dollar event. Yeah, um, I'm a lock pro, and this is the first I'm hearing it. So that's really, good. I sent you the link, dickhead. Listen, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I let it slip that you. No, were... you said midget, so now it's on. <laughs> <laughs> It's also uh, the 500 is coming up this Sunday. Yeah, they have a monthly 500 now, so it'll be coming up this Sunday. And Casey and, and I, we have a bet on that, right, Casey? What was the bet again? If someone wins it, the other guy has to streak uh, the main event, or no, wear a dress. Wear a dress. <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> the main event is a 109. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, 200k guaranteed. Tight. Yeah, it definitely looks like a pretty cool series. So I'm, you know, if you have not already signed up for an account over at Lock, uh, hit up Casey on Twitter or via the site or whatever, and he'll get you set up with the sweet deal. Yeah, VIP baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Cool. And also, um, Mark, I know we were talking before uh, we started recording the podcast, You and, and you were telling us a little bit about a book that you've been reading recently that's kind of changed your outlook on poker a little bit. You want to talk about that for a few minutes? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I Think I Can, I Think I Can. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, uh, after being coached by Casey for a little bit and talking to him, uh, one of the things he tells me about, like, he goes, get control of your tilt now, get control of your tilt now. And uh, I talked to like Jared Hubbard and Hokey Gregg, some other lock pros, and they were telling me about this guy, Jared Tendler, and he wrote a book called Mental Game of Poker. And uh, it's pretty amazing. It's a great read, and uh, I definitely haven't tilted nearly as much as I did. And it's actually just resulting in me playing my A game uh, more often than not, which is like you. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like that's the equivalent of most people's C game. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, what happens is when you get angry and you tilt, like, your brain gets set off. And Casey yeah. is a great example because, like, sometimes I'm railing him on lock. And he's a huge chip leader in this tournament. And then he takes, like, a 5%er, and all of a sudden, eight tournaments he's bust out. <laughs> he starts guys shoving every hand. So, uh, I took note of that, and I've been reading the book. Yeah, and it's really good, so. Cool. Everyone else? Well, we, we, uh, we don't have a financial interest in that book we promise but uh but go check it out it sounds like it's a worthy read i haven't read it yeah i said i'd buy it for you too i'm master of my own tilt oh yeah <laughs> casey's not really into the book learning <laughs> <laughs> yeah but he is starting to use a hud that's right oh really yeah, well, um, Hold'em Manager came out with their new HUD, and they contacted me and said, you know, since I'm one of the greatest people on the planet, they'd <laughs> like to give it to me for free, and I can check it out. 
So I've got it up and I'm starting to use it, and so far I haven't cashed a single tournament with it. <laughs> <laughs> Which stats yeah. do you have? You know. Yeah, I just have uh, hands played VPIP yeah. opening three bet, but the the new HUD like it takes notes. Like I have like yeah. twenty notes on every person, and yeah. it does it automatically for you. So it is kind of like a lot of good information, yeah. but I have to actually get used to actually trying to apply that information. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, because you've been playing a long time without one, so it's got to be kind of yeah. different. I mean, I guess you can just ignore Like, I guess going from not having one to having one, I guess, is a little easier than the other way around. But Right. Yeah, but, but his yeah. stats aren't that good, so maybe a HUD is what he needs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just looking for anything to turn into a winning player. <laughs> One day I'll turn a profit. No, but I think it's good. A HUD's good. Um, just if you don't recognize a guy or something, you can just check. You have like 200 hands of them. Just I don't use it for everything, but I definitely think it has uh, its pros. So I think yeah. it's good you're using one, Casey. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mark. No it, ir- it irritates me when I see I have like 260 hands on a guy and I don't even recognize his name. It reminds me that I don't pay enough attention to the tables. Right. <laughs> like, how, do yeah. I, how do I have 468 hands on this guy and I have no idea who he is? Do you do, do, do you guys use a HUD? Like, do you use it for everything? Uh, tournament sitting goes every time you play, you use a HUD. Yeah, it just loads up. You know, I just start it up automatically. I, I don't see not, why. You know, it's like a it's a benefit. It's a bonus. You know. I don't well, see. the only thing is, like, if you play head up with a guy and you have his hands for six max or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I, I I use it for everything. That's no, that's true. I I mean, I don't really play that. I just usually play tournaments, so it's not that that big of a deal. But I, you know. When you mix in, like, I've always found, like, especially back on FTP days, all, all the hyper turbos and all that stuff, I'd play a bunch of those, and that would definitely dilute the stats. So I wasn't sure if I trusted it or not sometimes. Yeah, especially, I think Holden Manager 2 has something where uh, it will do the stats for a certain game. Like, oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, because... I have a bunch of head-up stats, and I go to a six-man, I'm like, damn, this guy's really aggressive. Right. And then, like, after the sit-and-go, I'm like, wait a minute, those are all head-up stats. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So do you, are you going to keep working with it for a while, Casey? I'm going to keep using it, yeah. I mean, see if I can get acclimated to it. Um, like I say, I I got to get used to using it because I usually just go off my reads and I'm kind of ignoring the numbers. A few times I've looked at it, and I'm like, oh, okay, I was going to make a move here, but this guy seems to be really tight. So it, it has like, I, it has changed my game a little bit already, but I really have to focus on trying to use it if I want to, you know, get used to it. Right, yep, because makes sense. I see the numbers on the screen, but I'm pretty much ignoring them right now because, I mean, I've just played for so long without one. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm trying. Makes total sense. Cool. My next video may have HUD stats. Ooh. I can't wait. Can't wait to try and explain those. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do a HUD video for us, Casey? <laughs> People are going to think it's the wrong video. They're like, this must be somebody else's series. I don't know what it's the fuck a 48 does. is for. <laughs> fuck this thing. Oh, this guy's 36, 49, 22. All in. <laughs> That that's that's the prop bet right there. Let's if you lose a prop bet, you have to do a HUD video. You have to yeah. research it, <laughs> and give it give it your all, and grit your teeth through the whole time. 
Yeah, Mark, kind of in case he might buy out. Yeah. Mark is trying to get me to add all these other stats. He's like, "Oh, you got to know who's like stealing for the button," and, and I'm like, "Mark, let me just do simplistic first, and then if I want to add some stuff, I will." And then he's like, "You're a bitch," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Dude, I've never called oh. you that in my life. <laughs> well, here's the thing too, and yeah. this is. <laughs> This is this is not just ass kissing, but mm-hmm. Casey has an amazing ability to pretty much know that stuff anyway. I mean, he might not be able to put a number to it, but he could be playing a bunch of tables and then just go, "Well, that guy, you know, he did open from that exact position three orbits ago," and you're just like, "What? How do you know that? You're playing eight tables or whatever." But I've seen him do it a million times. Yeah, it's called genius. <laughs> I, I'm <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Uh, Casey, can you spell license for me by any chance? <laughs> Uh, can you fall for that by any chance? <laughs> Inside joke there on both our parts. That's hard. But Casey doesn't know how to spell license. For what it's yeah, I'm a poker player. I don't know how genius. to spell anything. No, no, genius. You said genius. So. What, I can you... have a great IQ and not know how to spell in Portugal. <laughs> what I would love is if my HUD spoke to me like it was Casey. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> kind of like you can you can change the voice on your yeah. GPS. <laughs> like you oh my god! The... Get your G... you just we should license your voice, Casey. License your personality and your voice for all computer aided voices. It'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. All right. Cool. I suppose we should uh, we should probably jump into today's oh, strategy. We're doing hands. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a little strategy today. Very good, very good. All right, so today we are doing hands from the forum. Um, a lot of good hands posted uh, recently, and so we collected a bunch of them to talk to you guys about that were um, – mostly we picked popular ones that generated a lot of discussion in both uh, both you know many directions of, of different options, so we'll see what you guys think. So, uh, Derek, you want to walk us through the first one? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so this first one – was actually posted by um, God knows I won't get his name right, but I'm going to go with Bitey NL. He's actually been pretty active in the yeah, chat room lately. Yeah, yeah, you know what I like is I can guy. see it has HUD stats, so I'm really, really, really good. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. So we'll we'll be looking for a lot of analysis on these numbers from you, Casey, <laughs> in particular. Um, so this looks to be a two dollar tournament uh, with four thousand runners. God, I miss playing on Poker Stars. Um, there are 87 people left, and at the time this hand goes down, the blinds are 1,800 to um, So I guess I should start off by saying the villain. He does, like like Casey said, he does list the villain stats. Um, so he has a 19 VPIP and a 12 pre pre pre, pre flop raise. What does he have a 12? Um, <laughs> I almost couldn't get that out, but pre flop raise. You think I would know that? pretty much off the tip of my tongue. but um, So anyway, that's uh, kind of what you maybe want to know going into this hand. Um, Which means he's just the guy in the Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I certainly... Those are pretty nitty stats. Yeah. Yeah, so... Right. So in this hand, uh, our hero is under the gun with the ace-king offsuit, ace of spades, king of hearts. Uh, and again, he has 33 big blinds. Um, so he opens to 79.92. Uh, 
which seems pretty normal as far as raise sizing goes. You guys cool with that? Yep, I'm fine with that. Blinds are 1,836, so it's almost yeah. a min raise. He added just a little bit. Yeah, uh, which seems pretty standard. We get uh, four folds, and then um, we get a call from the cutoff, two more folds, and then a call from the big blind. Uh, so that makes the pot 29, uh, almost 30,000 going to the flop. Uh, flop is ace 6-6 six, six with two clubs. Are they, um, before we go, any, what are the stacks of these other guys, just so we know if they're... If yeah, good point. Um, it looks like the cutoff has 54 big blinds. Like he's, so he's, he's got a ton he's of chips, yeah. Back. Um, the other guy who, in the big blind who calls has 26 and a half big blinds. Right. Um, it's got a cheap price, though. Big blind... Uh, the big blind is the gentleman who's running uh, 1912. He's the right. nittier guy that uh, we, he was describing to start the hand. Right. Right. Yep. Correct. Um, and that nitty guy, uh, being first act, uh, checks the a66 flop, and our hero leads out for 19,800. Uh, what do you guys think of that bet size? First of all, almost seems a little big to me, but I can yeah, be wrong. I think it's a little big too. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it is a little bit big, but, I mean, there is two people in the pot, so I don't mind making it a little bit bigger, but, yeah, it's a little bit big. Right. And I guess maybe if he thinks, with the big blind only having, you know, 25 big blinds or whatever, um, he might just want to make it a little bit bigger so that the guy can't just call, or like he just kind of makes him put it in or fold, I guess. Right. Um, the sizing isn't the worst, to be honest, but it is a little bigger than I would make it. But I'm, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Not okay, so not the end of the world. No. Um, and okay, so he bets nineteen nineteen eight into into almost thirty k, and both guys call. So that brings our pot now going into the turn to just under ninety thousand. Well, uh, hold on. Uh, let me just ask everyone: What is everyone thinking here when they call? Well, I mean, oh, you get two callers. Well, since a knit is overcalling, you got to think that the knit has the bare minimum an ace, maybe a six, because he was kind of priced in pre too. So I mean, alarm bells would definitely be going off in my head uh, here. Are, yeah. which, are you, you going to give one of them a flush draw because it's three way? I mean, uh, the or big one could have a flush. Yeah, it definitely could be a possibility. Yeah. Uh, who do you think's more likely to have one? The guy, the first flatter, because. I guess the big one's in it, too, so he may not raise that. But, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm raising a flush draw on this board, either. I'm just trying to range them just so I can go through the hand like I had yeah. to play. Right. I mean, so but they definitely can have aces, too, so. Yeah, but, uh, what aces do you think they have? Because our hero bets from under the gun, so there's going to be just a few aces in his range, right? He's not going to be calling with ace 10, I assume, from the from the button. No, but the big blind certainly. But the big call blind, it. yes, the big blind. Yeah, I guess I'm just I'm starting with the button. The button's not going to call with a lot of weak aces, so his range is going to be a couple of aces. But they're right. definitely in his range for sure. Yeah, and certainly, certainly flush draws things like king, queen of spades, king jack, or I'm sorry, of clubs, king jack of clubs, stuff like that. But would would there even be king jack? Like, given that he's calling it under the gun with king jack, and you know it's in position, but. Do you guys call um, I, King Jack here from the button? If you're de definitely not, yeah. I might three bet King Jack from the right. button, but I'm I'm really doubting I'm I'm calling King Jack from the button. Then. Right. So, 
I don't think there's a lot of flush draws in that guy's range. Only King Queen is really the only flush draw I would see in the in the button. I'm not saying the the big uh, the the cutoff. You mean? Uh, yeah, the cutoff. Right. The problem yeah. is you have to open up the ranges because it's a two dollar buy-in. I mean, I definitely right, think right. there are those type King Queen, King Jack or clubs, even like King Ten in these. Because that yeah. guy does have 54 big blinds. I don't recommend it, but right. we can open their range like a little bit more just because of the buy-in. Okay. I think. True. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can remove those hands completely from people's. Well, range, you cause... certainly can open the big blinds range because he's priced yeah. in. You know, I yeah. always struggle with with uh, spots like this when the big blind can have such a wide range. Like, I don't like. Do you just give up trying to range this guy right now and see what happens on the turn, or do you literally give him like fourteen hands that you know fourteen? Like, how? What do you guys do at this point with the big blind? You just I say, mean, can have the, anything. The flop action's fine, but I'm not sure what I would do on the turn because. On overcalls, certainly alarm, alarm bells have to be going off in the head. Did we even say right. what the flop was? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> we did, yeah. Yeah, A6-6. Six, six. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure we didn't say what it okay. was. But now people know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I so got a sidetrack because I wanted to range everyone. No, okay. it's good, though. Go we should be doing that. That's, that's good for us to do. Yeah, it's definitely good. So, I mean... We certainly, I mean, I think we have to kind of like this flop, right? I mean, we... Oh, sure, we have to like the flop, and we have to see better for value, no doubt about it. But I think certainly right. alarm bells have to go off after the second caller. Like, what is he calling there with? Right, right. right. Like, okay. I'm leaning towards we're beat. And he's a knit. And he's a knit, too. So, like, I'm leaning right. towards, like, he has, like, because he is priced in with, like, 7-6 suited, 8-6 suited. Yeah. I don't know if I'm calling those hands out of position, like, even if I'm getting a really good price, because he only started the hand with, uh, what, 26 big blinds, but we definitely can give him, he can have a six here, for sure. And I definitely, I, I yeah. kind of take him off, the big blind off of flush draw now, because with his stack size, if somebody C-bets and somebody flats and I have a flush draw there, I'm just going to stuffy big. I, I, I mean, the problem with stuffing is, though, is that it's like, other than the flush, it's kind of a dry board, just a six six. Like so, more than likely, someone has an ace, and you're just sticking it in with a flush draw. But with all that's out there, I probably I, I right. see why stuffing is profitable. <laughs> yeah, with all that's out yeah. there, I can see why stuffing as opposed to flatting. If you don't want to stuff, just fold. yeah. So but that's remember, he's, he's a knit too, Casey. So he definitely can still have a flush draw. I think. Well, that seems like a pretty bad knit. You're giving away so many chips when you only started with 20. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I agree. Right. Well, maybe the turn will help us sort of uh, narrow his hand a little bit because he decides to get active on the turn. Um, so as we said, the flop was a 6-6, two clubs. Okay, so let's let's move on to the turn. Uh, again, there's 89,000 uh, chips in the pot going into the turn, and the turn is the jack of clubs. And, and now, that completes the flush draw. Yeah, completes the flush draw. And our villain, uh, who now has about 67,000 left, so less than a pot size bet, just open jams on the turn. So I don't, know, I don't know if this helps us narrow his range a little bit. I'm just puking. I mean, I think he has a six, and he stuffs because the board becomes really dry. Right. I'm f I'm folding yeah. Ace King here. I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm puking here. I hate this spot. There, like, what? What is Ace King beating? Like, what? Yeah. Unless the guy's on a pure move. 
the guy's not shoving. And if he is shoving less, he's shoving Ace Jack, and he just got there with that. So yeah, this is a fold. And the huge problem is wow. too is that you still have someone behind you to act that could easily have a flush. Right. Like even if you're beating this guy's shove, like right. you have to worry about. Which is like I, I do not think we're beating your shove anyway. You still have to worry about the guy behind you. Right. So I right. think right. it makes it even more of a clear fold. So to me, I, I'm thinking that he doesn't have a flush because why would he jam the flush, right? So then it's he's got to be protecting his hand, right? And right. is he ever protecting a marginal hand is, I guess, the question. Like what, ace-10? Right, yeah, like ace-queen or, you know, ace – well, it wouldn't be ace-jack, right? Because that's – I don't – I, I, mean, I mean, he could be protecting ace-jack here. I don't uh, think so. I, I think he could have ace-jack. Like, I think he I could have ace-jack. Yeah. Other than a six because but, – but, but we're we're losing to that too. So like, what hands is he protecting that we beat? It's only ace. There is none. There's yeah. no hands he's protecting that we beat. Right. The only thing that we beat is a complete move. Right. And he's not. He's protecting that. And he's not doing it in the two players. So like, yeah. Right. So I'd say like yeah. less than five percent chance Ace King is good here. Yeah, I agree. Especially three way. Even if it was head up, I wouldn't even like it. Right. All right, well, the hero calls, so what happened? Yeah, yeah, hero isolates, which is essentially a call because he doesn't have much more. But um, And then the river is the ten of hearts. And he doesn't post until the very end of this thread what his what, what the guy what had, if you want to know. Uh, the other guy had ace-jack. Yeah. The vil- villain had ace-jack. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I had such a hard time putting him on a six because he was a nit, but I, I guess in in hindsight he's he's so priced yeah, and, he's so priced and it is a two dollar tournament and like seven six really... suited or something. I mean, even nits still play those hands, right? And yeah. what? Um, but what's he doing on the flop with a the six there? Given the draw, you know, the flush draw is he just going to call with the six? And you know, I mean, I think he should right. probably. But I, I agree. Raising that flop with a six is. Right. But I would raise that flop with a six there because more than likely one of those guys has an ace and like he only has twenty five bigs to start the hand. Right. Um, and, the, and and also right. raising a six there kind of makes it look like he's raising a flush draw. Right. I I'm actually really shocked he didn't shove the flop with Ace Jack because he gets a bet from our hero and then a call from the other guy. Yeah. You know, and it's it, the bet's almost twenty k and he's only got sixty seven k behind. I mean, you think he would just jam on the. On the flop, but yeah, I mean, I definitely would have jammed the flop, but if I'm going to play the hand, you would have jammed pre-flop. Well, I mean, yeah, I probably would have jammed pre-flop if you want to really get down to it, but I definitely would. <laughs> I definitely would have jammed the flop if I decided I'm playing the hand. I mean, I'm not trying to peel a jack on the turn. Don't you think the big blind right. should be reshipping that pre-flop every time? It looks well, like a pretty juicy squeeze. But but against an under the gun, would? Oh yeah, that's right. It was under the gun. Are they four? Who cares if it was under the I, gun? It probably depends a little bit on what the hero, our hero's image is, too, like how much he's been opening. People and, give way too much I mean, credit to the under the gun. You know, the under the gun is a new steal. Yeah. And the like, new like, button? Not even the new one. Like, people are, I know people that raise under the gun once Ansi hit every orbit. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, can't oh, good story. Yeah, he does have 26. Only 26 bigs. Oh, yeah, it looks like a good squeeze spot, yeah. Um 
I mean, our hero played the hand fine, but I, I just think you got to fold on the turn, even though he is getting a really good price. What yeah. does make it a good squeeze spot, I think, is that the cutoff has 54 big blinds, so he's just going to be calling there so so often just to see a flop in position. Uh, it was, it's definitely a good squeeze. Yeah. I, I said it was. Unless <laughs> under the gun is... All right, good hand. Cool. Yep, definitely a good All hand. Right. Um, all right, so let's move on to All our right, next one. I will go to the next one. Um, so this next post is from a member, Dan- Daniel M, and he doesn't give any details on the villain. I'm not. It's actually pretty early. It's um, it's 2040, um, and hold on a second. Let me just get this hand to you guys. Okay, so it's pretty early in the Sunday Million. Um, it's 20, 40 blinds, and the hero, basically they have pretty much starting stacks around 10k each. The hero is in the big blind, the villain is here, is under the gun, and there's a bunch of other people in the hand too, so let's start with the uh, preflop. So, villain at 20, 40, first guy to act under the gun makes it 100, and then there's four folds, and then there's two calls out of the cutoff the button, and then our hero has king-king in the big blind, and he makes it 440. Um, so first off, is that a good size to isolate here, or just, you know, is a... Looks fine to calls? me. Yeah, right? Okay. Um, so he makes it 440, and the under the gun makes it 900 right back at him, um, which is kind of scary <laughs> in this tournament this early, but also a lot of weirdness, right? Um, so the other guys clear out, and it's up to the hero. Um, so what are we thinking here with King King this early and this kind of action under the gun, uh, three, four betting us? Well, for me, I mean, when I used to, I haven't played the Sunday Million in ages, obviously, but when I used to play, there's a ton of saddy, a right. saddy that play the Sunday Million. So usually your starting tables are kind of soft. I'm not saying we have to four bet here. Um, I, I, I'm I four bet here. You do every time. I flat. I mean, I'm fine with four betting too. But that sizing is like that's such a cre- yeah. It's such a I don't know. Such a like he's is he doing that with jacks? I mean, maybe queens, right? What about ace king? I mean, he, that's the yeah. Thing you're thinking right. He has, right. What that's about queen queen? You don't think you don't think that he's gonna um. Four bet there to get. There was two other callers, right? So he doesn't want to call and give the other two guys odds, so he clicks it back. I don't you understand what I mean. Yeah, no, I. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's so weird. It's because it's a Sunday million. There literally are so many spews that play that tournament. So like, you're almost guessing with no read here, and that's why I would just flat. Uh, we have position, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah. No, we're, we're no, no, we're the big blind. No, we don't. We're the big blind, so we're going to well, be... Then I like the four bet even more. Yeah, I may lean towards a four bet then. I honestly don't see these guys doing this with queen-queen this early, given the, given the action. I, I could be wrong, but I just... You think Alex OG there, or whatever his name is, he just flats the 440 with queen-queen? I do. I do. I do if I have queen-queen, but... I would just flat queen queen, wouldn't you, Casey? No, never. 
Why am I going to try and play hmm. queen four ways? Queen, queen, four ways. Why am I going to try and do that? And you were supposed so to if you... think we should be... If, there's, if the, it's single action, uh, if there wasn't two other flatters, I have zero issues with flatting with queen, queen. But the, given the fact that there's two flatters, and then he makes it 440, and if I call 440, I guarantee you these other two guys are coming in for 440, and now i got to play my queen, queen four ways. I like clicking it back or something real small, just like this guy did. Uh-huh. And then you just fold to a five. Bet. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're if you're the the or the villain in this hand, Alex Yes. Like if, if I click back queen queen there, and the other two guys folds, and then this guy comes around and he he six bets me because that's what it effectively it is because hero three bets, Alex four bets, right? Right. So if, if Alex was to you know whatever, or if hero was to five bet, yeah, I would just fold. I kind of like it. I would normally flat there too, but it's such a good point about not wanting because you're right. You are going to get the other two guys in the yeah, hand too if so you just flat. Deep. Everybody yeah. has two hundred big blinds. They're definitely calling the four forty. They called the yeah, hundred. What's the problem playing? I mean, I understand you don't want to be multi way, but you are super deep. Like you can set mine with queen queen. I know it has way more value, but I, I know. But here's the problem: when you have four people in the pot, what happens when the flop comes? Jack two three and somebody else set mine and now you have queens and you're in a sticky spot. Yeah, I understand you're going to be in a sticky spot, but I mean, uh, I just like isolating the pot. I don't I, hate it. I, it's just not something I would do this early. I think it's too much to put in with queens, but I do like your thought process of getting it just head up, and it does t define your hand way more. It's twenty blinds of your two hundred. You're 250. Yeah, you still have, what, 230 big lines yeah. left? I, I'm definitely four-betting with queen-queen if I'm the the villain. I mean, you are the hmm. big dog, so... Yeah, I could see why. Okay. Yeah, no, it makes complete sense. <clears throat> okay, so let's see what happens. So here, the hero, the hero does just call. So um, we go to the flop. It's 2K in the pot. Hero's first to act. And the flop is Jack. Six six rainbow, um, and the hero is first to act, and he checks, and the villain bets eight hundred into the two thousand, the two k pot, um, and I. Are we gonna just call here? Or are we gonna are we gonna raise? I mean, I, I don't I don't hate calling here as played. Yeah, as played. I mean, which is how I, I would just. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't hate calling here at all. Right. So, what range are we putting this? Uh, so, I guess what range do we put on uh, the, the villain on at this point? It's oh, we have to put him on a tight range. Right. It's aces. Uh, ace, the other the kings, other combo queens, kings. Jacks, ace king, ace queen, maybe. Right. Okay. So either he has aces, we're tied. He has queens, and we're beating him, or he just hit a set, or he's got nothing with ace king. Right. Right. Um, which is less likely because we have two kings. So. He, so, exactly as likely as him having Jack Jack. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. So, so, so what? Most likely, he has aces or queens. Is that what, is that what we think at this point? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> the reason. Yeah. So either we're way behind or we're way ahead. Um, right. Okay. So and yeah, right. And then the jacks were way behind, and the ace king were way ahead. So right. So so it is pretty much fifty fifty if we're way ahead or way behind. All right. So then. Uh, 
So, you know, the villain bet's 800, and here the hero just calls. Right. And so I think we were all okay with that. Um, the turn is the Queen of Diamonds. Uh, puts two diamonds on the board. Um, I guess that hits his range. Uh, the pot is 3.6K. Hero's first to act again, and he checks again. And this time the villain bets uh, 1.4K. So first off, um, are we okay checking here or – uh, yeah, I definitely yeah. have to check the turn. Right, right. Okay. Great. And then the villain bets 1.4K into a 3.6K pot. So now the hero great. has a decision. Yeah, it's a pretty gross spot. The only hand you're beating now, according to what we discussed, was uh, Ace-K. Right. Because yeah. Jack's got there, Queen's got there, Aces was always there. Right. The only problem is, I mean, the guy does two-barrel after four-betting pre, so it uh, it seems pretty likely that you're beat, but if he's really good, maybe he just thinks that the guy's floating the flop it's just really to float. It's a good card to double-barrel. He, like, he's yeah. between two, and it's a really, really good card to double-barrel. Yeah. yeah, but it's but like he might check ace-queen, and he might check behind with ace-queen. It's yeah. so hard when you have no read on a guy. It's like, yeah. you know... Me yeah. <laughs> I wish I had my HUD. I'd probably call here. I would check call two every time, in fact. And that may be a leak, but I really would every time. I love the villain's bet sizing, by the way, on a side note. I mean, he could be just two-barreling just a two-barrel because he knows that this guy's going to float just to float. I'd probably call here, even though, you know, the ranges we discussed, most of the hands have us beat. But I'd probably just call because... I don't believe anyone ever. <laughs> and and we have to. Our, our hand is so underrepped right now. It's like yeah. our hand is like we never. It's hard to believe that we have kings here. Like even though I I feel like I would play it similar. Um, you know, it's pretty hard for Alexio to G to be like, oh, he has kings. Yeah, but, but Casey, can guys? But can we ever call here and then fold? You know. Mo- Fold rivers to harm yeah. cards. I think if yeah. he shoves the river, I fold. You think he can? You think he's he could he could three barrel a three barrel hero is always always it. Uh yeah, and I think a lot of times when he does have some sort of hand with showdown value, he's checking behind on the river. Right. Like an right. ace queen. So like... Yeah, like an ace queen. So um, I I probably definitely check call the turn as well. Right. And then check fold if he. Shoves the river because I think he has close to a pot size bet. I'm guessing on the river. Like, right, but I'm pretty sure if I played this hand like this, the river's the king of clubs, so I'm not going to check. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So um, let's see what folks. happens here. The hero actually folds here, so we and we don't know, so we never know what this guy has. But that wasn't pretty interesting. Uh, the, the more I think about it, and let me ask you guys, KB and Diego. The more I think about it, I mean, I hate to give Casey credit. <laughs> But I actually think clicking it back makes it so much easier to play. Who would have thought that Casey knew what to do in this spot? <laughs> it's amazing how. Well, I mean, when you right. really look at the hand, look how hard it was for me on the like for me personally on the flop on the turn. I'm like, God damn it! Like I'm trying to do, you know, I'm trying to think it through, and I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. I don't know what's going on. And if I would have just clicked it back on the flop like Casey would have, you fold to a five bet. Oh, so sick, six bet. Are you talking about pre-flop? Yeah, I'm talking how Casey yeah. would have played the hand. I think going back on maybe it's the right. So way. if we if we if we click it back, 
pre-flop and he comes over the top again. We're folding kings here. We lose yeah. less. Yeah. We lose less. That's the, the yeah. That's the key there, right? Yeah, we lose. We minimize damage because we, we put in another twenty-two hundred and we folded. Although I think we would have probably called. And actually, we put eight, we put an eight hundred and we folded. But well, but I mean, I, he also could flat aces there because he does, and then you lose your whole stack. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. No, you may not. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Because then there's so much more in the pot, yeah, and you're putting it chips in on the flop, and then he's going to stuffy bake. And if he happens to have the one hand you beat in swings, the dude just gets on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we didn't really discuss the option of check-raising that flop. Is that ever a good idea? No, I'm not, given the fact that you decided to play so passively pre-flop, I would say check-raising right. the flop is, uh, like, I like check-calling and just trying to control the pot at that point. I could yeah. definitely make an argument for raising it, though. But I, I, don't, I don't. I just check. Well, if you, ra- if you raise it, you, I mean, the problem is um, if he shoves, like, you're just folding, right? Right. But, I mean, if you're going to raise, if you're going to check raise that flop, why not just click it back pre? Uh, right. Right. Yeah, that's true. You'll find out soon enough where you're at, I guess. It just sucks to have to fold kings ever. Yeah. Especially on a queen high board. Yeah. Yeah. Casey's lying. He would have fucking nine bet jumped at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there are views in the Sunday Million and tons of them. Like, I, oh yeah, for sure. You're just so deep in this tournament, though. Like, it's just if you're pretty sure you beat, there's not. It's not terrible to just fold. Yeah, and but like, if it's the on. first hand of the tournament, can you really determine like if this guy's willing to put in five hundred big blinds or whatever it is with like queens? I mean. That's why I would just flat free flop, but I now that I think about it, I actually like Casey's line. I hate to admit it, but Alright. Probably get there anyway. I definitely busted the Sunday million one week with aces against Kings on the very first hand of the tournament, so well played. <laughs> I did no, that in no. the lock hundred K the first two times I played it. <laughs> really? <laughs> Beast in that tournament. Yeah. I'm a cage. Sub- subject? <laughs> oh, I like the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right, let's move on. Go All right. Move on to the next yeah. one. All right, so next hand, KB. All right, this is another hand, as we said, from our forum. This is actually uh, in the PokerStars uh, 109, or a PokerStars 109. So I assume there's still more than one of those. Yeah, there's around. 17 a day. Must be nice. Yeah, I haven't... Have, haven't been on that site in a while, but I hear they still have some tournaments going. Um, okay, so uh, it, this is another one of those hands where we don't get a ton of background information uh, on the villain. Well, he says Make something. Sure right. he, says, uh, he says it after he posts the hand that Bralto Kong is hyper aggro and uh, X-Lang is rather nitty. Oh, I see. Okay, he posted it at the end of the hand, yeah. Okay, so we do have some information. Um, yeah, so you said Bralto is the aggro I'm one, correct? Opening 30% of pots, which... Is this a six-max tournament? Oh, yeah. Is this a six... I wonder if it's a six-max tournament or they're just six hands. I'm thinking this is a six-max. He doesn't say that, but... Max. I mean, I think it's a six-max. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're going with that. Um, yeah, so the villain of this hand is going to, the primary villain is going to end up being the hyper aggro dude. Um, so again, we're at 6k, 12k blinds, and our hero has uh, queen, queen under and the gun. final table, right? Um, he doesn't say that. Uh, it actually, yeah, no, it just... says uh, big 109 final table. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's in the sub. It's it's uh, it is nine handed, but it's down to six players. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Yep. Didn't see that in the subject. So it's the big yeah. So the big one hundred nine. Cool. Um, okay. So again, we're at six k, twelve k. Hero under the gun with queens, min raises, which I think is pretty standard. Um, Broloto Kong uh, calls from the button, and then X Lang. Calls in the big blind, which is kind of interesting considering Xling only has 21 bigs in the big blind. But I guess it's, it's kind of like the hand we talked about earlier where you're kind of priced in with a lot of hands. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's not a terrible thing. But um, So with that action, we go to a flop uh, of Deuce Jack Jack with two spades. Uh, there's 87,000 in the middle. Um, we're second act on the flop, and X-Lang checks, um, and in this case, the hero checks. What do you guys think? Should, seems like we should be betting here all the time. Yeah, every single time. Every single time. Yeah, and I can already see, like, I've read through the hand, but because he takes this line, it's going to be so hard for me to, to evaluate this hand because it screws up every street when you play one street wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I can, yeah. I can understand checking aces here, like occasionally. I still wouldn't because there's a flush draw out there, but like queens are so vulnerable. Like there's two more overs and yeah. three way. Like I'm always c betting it. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess I can see checking here if your plan is to check raise, like jam. Yeah, but that seems but... awful when there's two jacks on the board. You can easily be beat now. Right. I don't hate check. Oh, you you want there's no listen there's only one way to play this and that's to to see bet this pot because you're not going to want to check raise because you can easily be beat now and a lot of times you're going to take this down with a c bet because they don't have a jack they're just going to fold right. so right. it's retarded not to c bet sorry yeah. to Gwinkster or whatever your name is <laughs> yeah so, at, so as well, he played, admits that uh, he again, says butchered. The title is butchered queen queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he, I think he knows it going in. Yeah, into chop it. it up. He definitely got the machete out and butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, as played, the, the X Lang checks and our hero checks, and then this guy bets thirty nine k. So, if you had played it this way, and again, I know you, as you've already said, it's going to be difficult to analyze based on playing it this way because you. No, what play I would do way, is but... compound the problem and overcall. It's still not knowing where I am. Yeah, because that's the thing is excellent calls. Yeah. So now you're... <laughs> that's the second mistake on the same street. I still don't know where I am now. By, now I'm overcalling? Right. Yeah. Horrendous. <laughs> Let's be real here. Casey makes mistakes too. Trust me. I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> that I, I want to be clear mistakes. on that. There's no doubt I make mistakes in every Take single... Four? I, King four? 
Okay, but listen, there's no doubt. But I know when I make mistakes, or when other people point them out to me, I fully admit that it's a mistake. And this is a clear-cut mistake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah, like I said, I think the guy definitely realizes right. it. I mean, he he says it. Uh, you know, first <laughs> he hasn't even started putting the hand into the hand into the into the thread yet, and he's already titled it butchered. So I think he definitely gets okay, it. Get it clear, a hundred percent every single time. You're C- we're C betting queens here. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And what do we do if we get raised by super aggro, donk, brolt? I, I know what I do. I make a call to my friend Thomas McStuffa Baker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never folding. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm never folding if he raises because he doesn't raise a jack. Right. Raises well, flush draws and right. nines and tens. Right. So I also make a call to Stom- Thomas McStuffer Baker. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Do you know Tommy McStuffer Baker? I do now. <laughs> he <laughs> lives beside the butcher from Bombay. <laughs> Go wake stuff. Oh, man. He's a good guy, Tommy McStuffer Baker, I tell you. Okay, but let's play it as played and just see if we can. Okay, he, uh, he calls. Uh, horrendous. Yeah, yeah. So Hero calls. So now we have a pot of 200K, um, which is probably. It's like a pot size bet for one of the dudes, X Lang. Um, anyway, 200K going into the turn, and the turn is the two of clubs. Um, so now we have the board Deuce, Jack, Jack, Deuce, two spades, two clubs. Uh,. And it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> uh, X-Lang checks. Our hero checks. And now our villain, our super aggro villain, checks as well. So I guess if one of these guys has a jack, they can really comfortably check here, right? Well, <laughs> the hand is like you, like you can be chopping steaks here for a month. <laughs> <laughs> it's really butchered. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I, I like I have no idea. Yeah, I guess like they both have a jack. I <laughs> I even think our guy has a jack now. <laughs> but like Mark said, if we're gonna play it out as as played, do we, do you check here? I mean, I mean, there's no right answer. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess I check here because I mean, now what am I? I'm just trying to control the pot. I guess I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, it's pretty ugly. Yeah, it's like, uh, I guess I check. Yep, check. All right, and then the river is the four of clubs. Again, everybody check the turn. River's four of clubs. Now there's three clubs out there, but I don't think it matters too much. Um, X-Lang bets 90,000, and our hero flats. Butcher, oh. Butcher Johnson? <laughs> Fire up the fire, me! Butcher's here with the meat. And then Super Aggro Guy jams 320k. He, he clearly has a jack. Took yeah. it seven streets and 19 bets to get that information, but he clearly has a jack. Yeah, so I, it's. I, I guess the, the lesson to be learned from this hand is that you you just you tend to compound mistakes yeah. when you make such a simple one early in a hand, like not firing a C bet on a flop or that you should always be C-betting. Yeah, it's too I tricky. Mean, this, this goes back to how Casey would have played that last hand with King-King. Like, 
it, it defines where you are. It makes the hand easier to play. And if you make the hand easier to play, you're going to be more profitable. Um, this is just I, – I don't know what I would have done on any street after the flop if I checked. I would never check, though. If you make the right. hand easier to play, you're going to be more profitable? He learned that from that book he's been reading. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's some insight from Mark Aliato. Hold on. <laughs> players enter. <laughs> yeah, if you make the uh, hand easier to play, you're going to be more profitable. Man, it makes easier decisions. If you make the hand easier to play, it makes it easier to play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Find your hand. You're going to be more profitable because you're making the hand easier to play. Yeah, yeah, Give us more, Mark. Give okay, us more. Okay, okay. Genius. Spell license. Spell license. Spell fucking license. All right, right guys. I spelled license wrong. How did you spell but it? But I now know if you make the e- hand easier to play, you're going to be more profitable. Yeah. That should be in one of your videos. <laughs> It's going to be at all of them now. <laughs> oh, good time. Too funny, too funny. I used to cry. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, um, if you have aces, it's better than kings. <laughs> If you have the nuts, it's going to be an easier game. <laughs> it's not even fucking close to what I fucking said. If you got a royal... Are we recording? Can I say something? <laughs> we are recording, and yes, you can I'll, say I'll something. Wait after. If you have a royal flush, <laughs> don't fold. <laughs> okay. Uh, such good times. All right, well, we should probably wrap it up here. We, uh, we've we covered some good territory here today and, uh, and had, some, had some good entertainment value to go with it. So, uh, so thank you, Casey, and thank you, Mark, for joining us. Hey. Never again. I'm heartbroken. Casey hurt my feelings. Wait until we start doing the live podcast oh, from Vegas. Yes, it is. We'll have a really, we'll have a really good time. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that'll be it for the uh, for today's strategy segment. Thanks again, guys. And we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back here and wrap it up on the Tournament Poker Edge podcast.
Welcome back to the Tournament Poker Edge podcast. Special thanks to Big Dog Pocket Fives and Mark Elioto for stopping in. Uh, as we predicted, a uh, a fueled <laughs> conversation between those two. <laughs> I can't wait till they're in the same room. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to have to be like hiding in my bedroom in Vegas all summer. <laughs> it could get dangerous in that house. Uh, no, they do really like each other, <laughs> contrary to what goes on in, <laughs> in yeah. the podcast. That's good stuff. Yeah, they... For those people who don't necessarily know, I, I'm and I don't actually know the exact number, but I know that they talk a lot during the day. Like I think they spend, you know, yeah. hours on Skype talking strategy and yeah. just BSing about stuff. So uh, they are best of friends. We assure yeah. you. <laughs> um, but I thought it was great. I, I I kind of alluded to this, or not alluded, but I I straight out said it in the in the conversation about I think the last hand. The big thing I took from it was just this whole idea that when you when you make one mistake early in a hand that just makes things so much more difficult yeah. later in the hand. <laughs> it really does. And um yeah, and that first hand with the Kings where um you know, Casey advised clicking it back and, you know, even potentially folding pre flop here, um, to uh you know, a guy shoving over you this early in in the Sunday million. Uh, like hands like that, like that's where I think such the difference in skill shows up and how many how hands can play so differently mm-hmm. you know given so many different ways to play hands and how there's such a wide gulf between how people play hands right because right. just calling there changes that entire hand so much whereas if you had clicked it back a lot of you know different the hand would have played completely differently yeah and, yeah and it's funny because you could just look at the first street of the hand and and say oh well you should have just re-raise or you should have called or you should have you know whatever your your action is but you don't really get you don't really get the true importance of how you might have misplayed the hand until you get like the river yeah exactly and then you're going oh my god i I just set myself up to make this hand so difficult yeah well the mistakes do compound they absolutely absolutely do compound because then you know if you put yourself in a spot where um you don't know what to do like even okay in the last hand with the queens right um all right the guy Opened under the gun with the queens, and were, that was fine. Everyone was fine with that. And then when on the on the flop, and he didn't see bet. I mean, the turn and the river are just completely. I'm not going to call him a butcher like Casey did because <laughs> I make similar mistakes. But you know, it's just like, what do you do at this point? It's just so hard because you haven't repped the range accurately. So the guy, you can't predict accurately how he should be reacting to you because your hand is you know a weird line so what is he doing in response to your weird line is also possibly weird you know like he could be doing a standard play to like the weird line you took or you know you just he's he interpreting what you're doing correctly is it incorrect like not that you should play hand standard and be predictable but you know doing the wrong thing and, you know, not doing certain, you know, things that are, are either expected or you should do just complicates the hand so much. And, and Casey always kind of knows where he is all the time because, you know, he just, he just always, he, he doesn't do these things that make it hard for him to range people later on. Right. So I, I I always get that from his videos and stuff. And, you know, he just always kind of knows exactly what the guy has, you know, a a good range, a very narrowly defined range. Yeah, and it it can be the smallest mistake too that makes you that that makes for huge mistakes later. You know, like I, I've been playing a, a a little bit of live cash lately, and it's just it's taught me so much about playing hands in position. And I, I found myself 
in sort of similar situations where I would flat hands like ace jack or whatever out of position and then I would just get myself in these awkward spots yeah. on the river and or on the turn in the river and and it just and I've just kind of learned now where I just look and I go, am I going to be out of position in this hand? And I'll just fold. Yeah, you know, I think like, um, get rid of I've it. read, I can't recall where, but I've read, I've definitely read that the one of the biggest jumps in your poker, your understanding of the game is when you truly understand the power position. Yeah. And when you start to realize and you start to just stop playing out of position as much as possible, people, you know, I've I've read from some of the best players, you know, posting on forums and just writing articles about how once they understood that their game really took off. And it's absolutely true. It's yeah. Really true. Yeah. You can eliminate so many problems just by always making sure you're in position yeah. and you can just, I mean, you can just fold hands that might even be ahead of their range, but it's just not worth getting yourself in those spots because they're going to be able to outplay you a lot of, especially if they're a competent yeah. player. And obviously that, you know, that it, is a whole other conversation. Casey was alluding but, to a hand where it was like, you're, you have a strong hand. I forget which one it is. You have a strong hand, but you're playing it with like five people out of position, and you're vulnerable at post flop when that happens. So right. even if you got to fold it by re-raising, you know, if someone shows at least you've narrowly defined everyone's range. And out of position, defining ranges is really important, even more important. Yeah. Because you, know? you you're out of position. You're less. You know, you're you're not going to have that extra piece of information. So. Right. Yep. Yeah, and the fact is, if you if you Raise the flop and have to fold. It's probably cheaper than having to call flop, call turn, fold river. Right. Yep. You know, right. And so. then you have the benefit of only playing with one person as opposed to right. three other people, where every yeah. card could hurt you. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it was de- definitely something I took from it, and hopefully uh, people out there got something from it as well. Yeah. So yeah. So thanks again for those guys for coming in, and uh, let's uh, I guess talk a little bit about what's going on at TPE and what's coming yeah. up in the future. Yeah, we talked a little bit. Um, told you guys about the the Ben Warrington and Casey video that's on its way, and Brendor's video that's on its way. That should be coming soon. Um, right now we have we just ended a series from um, from Danny and thirteen. He uh, he final tabled the big one sixty two. Um, that was a really good series and he just so happened to be recording the, the turbo coop, um, the other day, actually on Monday or was it on Sunday and he gave it to me and I was able to post it for Tuesday. So, and it was bubble play. So, you know, right, very timely. Um, if you're still in the turbo coop, you want to go check out that video. Um, cause it's, uh, you know, it'll help you with some turbo bubble play concepts yeah um which you know uh, a new video to have up there um and also running is daryl jace's uh merge 100k win he won it um a couple weeks ago yep. uh, so that video series is running and you know i say this a lot about daryl's videos daryl is the advanced class um one of the comments i thought was very telling on the value of his videos, um, exactly what I uh, what I say about him. Within, I'm actually looking for the comment. It's it's within a couple of minutes. He he can tell you every, everything about the table, right? Yeah. Like, like, and then when you watched his theory videos, he tells you how to play against tendencies. So he, you know, he's super observant. He profiles players. Um, and that's what he's teaching you in these videos. So, so Daryl stuff is, is up. And, and, and one of the neat things that, um, that we just launched as well is a What's New at TPE article, a weekly article. 
Um, it's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's written by member Benny Maka, one of our mods, one of our prolific uh, posters. Um, and he will be every week writing an article on the videos that were up that week and just give you a little description of each one um, and talk about popular forum posts uh, and, you know, some of the, and some member scores and, and pro scores, which I think is great for the community. Um, I mentioned earlier in the first segment, you know, we got a lot of content now. Um, there's just, you know, there's so much stuff and I think it's helpful to have, you know, sort of a guide every week of what's new, what's going on. Um, and so yeah. thanks to Benny Maka for, for writing that. Yeah, it's going to be a big help. I mean, cause let, you know, let's face it, we, we probably, we spend a lot of time on the site, obviously, cause we're working on it and, and there's probably members who spend hours a day, but there's also some people who come in every, you know, every few days to watch a video or read a couple of posts and the ability to go in and just find in one spot, like here's three or four really good forum posts to read, yep. you know, read, read the video descriptions, decide which ones you want to watch that day. It, it'll be really good, a big help for those kind of people. I think. Yep. I, I, I agree. Um, and that's why we started it up. Um, so that people can, you know, just really one place to just see what's going on recently. Well, that'll be every week. So, Yep, big big props to him for yep. that for sure. So good stuff. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll try to get Brendan uh, we'll try to get Brendan on here. We'll try to get um, Ben Warrington and Casey on here when their video go hits. Um, so you know, aside from the content, uh, our our we'll keep uh, keep the podcast current with uh, with some of the new pros as well, so you can hear some new voices. Absolutely, cool. All right. Well, I guess that will uh, that'll be it for this episode of the TPE podcast. Yep. Um, again, we appreciate any feedback, so feel free to uh, to drop us a line. You can hit us on Twitter, hit us on the site, email us, whatever you want to do. But we we love to get the feedback, so keep it coming, and we'll try to uh, we'll keep delivering the best content we possibly can. Yep, good stuff. Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks, and uh, that's it for this episode. We'll see you all next time. All right, see you guys later, KB. Fun, fun.